Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report. It is a brand new show for a Monday. Sorry about that. Nothing we can do about it being a Monday, but we can try to make it a little bit better here on The Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. I am Batman. Yeah, he is. Wow. Wow. Kevin Conroy That's action. cool. Yeah, it is. Kids, welcome to the podcast. You're going to have a good time today. First, let's get the introductions out of the way. I'm your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. He's got a motherfucking Mustang. Yeah, I do. And the man sitting here in the Batcave with me is the Rear Admiral himself, the Sheriff of Ghost Town. Mm-hmm. The mayor of Myrtle, mm-hmm. the the founder of our feast today for ah. Munch and Monday. <laughs> he brought the the, the grub this time. It's our own Holy Gov, Holy Gov, aka Eddie Pence. Hey everybody! Yo ho, Eddie! Excellent program today, children. Because on the counter, you want to know why? I'll tell you why. Because as mentioned, it is Munch and Monday. Mm. And we're finally going to find out what all the hubbub's about. There's a lot of hubbub. All the hullabaloo. So much hullabaloo. All of the shenanigans. <laughs> it is a national phenomenon, international phenomenon. I guess so. Now. They've got joints all over Do the they? place. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit later in the program, but we're going to be sampling some Raising Cane's chicken fingers today. <laughs> One love. One love. We'll talk about Eddie's process of what he had to go through in order to get the food today. Not easy. In just a little bit. Also, entertainment news, your phone calls. It's a good show for you today. Uh, But before that, got to tell you a little story. Uh First of all, thanks to everybody who came out to see Hollywood Babylon this past weekend. It was awesome to see so many Garmy members out there in the crowd. Queen Jay was on hand. Nice. Um, who else was there? John Fink, the vegan giant, was uh, there. I saw some pictures. Yeah, he was there. Uh, Bunny Rabbit Gigi, Gigi was, there. was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of Garmy members. So thanks, kids, for coming out. You made it a good time. And then, as if that wasn't special enough for my weekend, a rare in the wild spotting of Eddie Pence outside of this room. <laughs> Eddie and I were hanging out this weekend at a birthday party for a mutual friend, Gabby. And yes. if you're a if you're a Garmy member who frequents Hollywood Babylon, then you're probably familiar with Gabby because she helps us produce that show. And, and when we do the live events for the Ralph Report, Gabby's also on always, hand as well. Always there. Old time, uh, long time pal of ours uh, celebrating her birthday this weekend. And so yeah. there was a little bash being held and uh, Eddie Pence was on hand with his lovely wife, Tracy, yeah. and his child, Colton. Yeah, both families were there. All the Garmins and the Pences yeah, were on hand to uh, pay tribute to Gabby. Because Gabby, besides being uh, a, a beloved friend, for a, for a while was also my personal assistant back when I actually needed one, when I had uh, multiple jobs. And most importantly, 
she helped us raise Olivia when she was a baby. She was our frequent babysitter and would and is one of Olivia's best friends. Yeah. Olivia just lives and dies for Gabby. Just uh, loves her like Gabby a, also like babysat aunt. Colton quite a few times as well. Well, so, there you hey. go. Um, anyway, so it was her party over the weekend, so we got a chance to hang out, and it was it was a blast. I hope you had a good time. <laughs> I had a. I had, You're right. I had a good time. Yeah, it was fun. That sounds cool. I saw some people I hadn't seen in a while. It was fun. It was a nice yeah. time. Yeah. So uh, Frank Kelly, who used to manage uh, or co-own, actually, the uh, John Lovitz Comedy yeah. Club up there at Universal, yeah. where uh, Hollywood Babylon was for many years. And we had a chance to revisit some of our fondest memories of John Lovitz. That was a big wig at the EA Sports Arena. Yeah. Now he runs the sports, the eSports Arena. eSports Arena, not EA. Yeah, that's, that's a whole different company. A whole different eSports. The esports arenas uh, in your local Walmart, perhaps. They got several locations as well, and so now he's a big deal in yeah. gaming and in, uh, in gaming uh, sporting thing, whatever they <laughs> whatever call they that. do. The kids today with their games. So it was good to see him, and we saw a bunch of people, and it was it was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Super fun. Tracy uh, gave me an earful because I didn't tell her that Eddie was having a heart attack on the show. She was unhappy about that. Well, she was in rare form as well. She um. <laughs> she- I get the sense maybe she doesn't get out all that often. Has she, but she, she likes to take advantage, it seems like, when she does. She loves a good drink or five. She had a few. We yeah. all had a few, yes. except for Eddie. Eddie was the only sober one there, I yes. think. And that always makes for an awkward situation when you're the sober guy in well, the room. Well, you, you kind of see. You watch everyone slowly throughout the night deteriorate. Yeah. And boy, it was a good time. I had a blast. <laughs> but I, another reason I want to talk about that is because, again, um, yeah. Olivia's closeness with Gabby. Every year since she's been able to hold a spoon, Olivia has insisted on making Gabby a birthday cake mm-hmm. on her uh, birthday. Started out when she was very little, and we've got great pictures and videos of her just, you know, uh, taking handfuls of gummy worms and just uh, dumping them <laughs> on top of a cake. I mean, she thinks she's decorating a cake as a little kid, and she's just just piles of sugar and stuff on him <laughs> that is decorated for a kid it is it was like one handful in her mouth one handful on the cake that's how <laughs> she did it but it's a long-standing tradition so this year uh she comes to me and says i want to do a cake for gabby now of course Livy's getting older she's getting more sophisticated and she knows gabby is a avid reader i mean yes. gabby has owns more books she loves reading yes. than than the average library and so she goes i want to make her a cake book and i said that's a pretty Ooh, cool idea interesting um, and she says, can you help me make a cake book? <laughs> now, sure. here's the thing you should probably <laughs> know by now. There's not much I won't do for my kid. Uh-huh. I deny her practically nothing. Yeah. And I'm lucky because she's not a spoiled kid by any stretch of the right. imagination. So I don't mind doing stuff for her. But when she asks me for something, especially when it's a help or a project to do together, I'm usually on board hundred percent. Yeah. So I said, yeah, sure, we can do that. Now I'm thinking in the back of my head, all right, I got I to gotta, I gotta get a sheet cake, and then I have to get out my old electric knife that I use for right. carving turkeys and stuff, and I'm going to have to sculpt a cake, a cake yeah. out of a, a sheet cake. But then the smarter part of me said, I bet you there's a, probably a cake pan out there. You would think. Built to replicate a book, a an, book. Op- an open book. This yes. can't be the first time somebody had uh, wanted to make a book cake. So I go online, and sure enough, I find a place locally that's got a uh, uh, cake book. And I said, this is this is going to save me so much time. Oh, yeah. For I'm sure. kind of a genius yeah. at this point. I just Big win the, for dad. Put the batter in, put yeah. the cake in, boom. The kids slap some icing on it, or uh, frosting, as they call it. And here. gummy worms. 
in California. And uh, yeah. boy, you know, I'm going to be a hero yeah. for nothing, for zero, right. for no effort. Minimal at best. All right. Another caveat. Gabby is very glucose intolerant, not glucose, gluten. Intolerant. Gluten, gluten intolerant. She has celiac disease, but in a big, bad way. Yeah. It's not like, oh, it makes her uncomfortable when she no. eats gluten. It's not she, like she can't tolerate it. She can't have it. She's down yeah. for the count yeah. and gets very, very sick and migraine headaches and you name it, it's brutal. So I knew I was going to have to make a gluten-free cake. All right. So now the story is set. I got Hollywood Babylon to do Friday. Mm -hmm. Gabby's party is Saturday. So I know Friday day I'm going to have to clear up some time in my day before Hollywood Babylon yeah. to make a cake. Make a cake. Yeah. So Thursday night, I'm up till 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning putting together Hollywood Babylon. Right. So I don't have to do it Friday right. day. I grab a couple hours sleep. I'm back up again early morning. Oof. Time to get on with the cake business. So Olivia's on hand, and I got the pan out, and I'm like, all right, here we go. Right. Dad to the rescue. Yeah. A good friend of mine gives me, um, she said the key to, she's a chef, and she says the key to baking is the release from the pan, especially in an intricate pan like this. Mm -hmm. So use this stuff. It's magic. You so spray, it stick to the pan. Spray it in the can, yeah. pan, it comes out. So I got all the, all the instruments in front of me, and I'm in the lab, and it's all good. So I start in and I get the cake mix, the gluten-free cake mix, and I make the batter and I spray the inside of the pan and I pour the batter into the pan and we're good to go. And then it strikes me. Yeah. I don't know if this spray is gluten-free <laughs> or not. So I read the label, not gluten-free oh, at all. Oh, no. Filled with wheat so, flour. So that's ruined. First batch of batter down the drain. For, that's strike one. Okay. Okay. All right. I got it now. I got it figured right. out. Right, okay. Go back to the store. Get gluten-free. Buy more gluten-free cake mix because I've well, used course. up everything I had. Right. I buy some gluten-free flour. Uh-huh. I get myself uh, a stick of butter. Uh-huh. I'm going to butter the inside of the pan, sprinkle gluten-free flour on it. Smart. Pour the batter in. Right. Good to go. Yeah, yeah. So I do that, and I look at this pan, and it's a big, hefty pan. So I said, I better... Um, I better get more extra cake mix. Uh -huh. So I make about four boxes of cake mix. Damn. And I pour it in, and it just about uh, fills it about two-thirds of the way. And I put it in the oven. And I slowly watch as this thing starts to grow to the most gargantuan size you've ever seen. It's about, it's about two and a half times above the rim okay. of the pan. So it's rising. It's something out of the <laughs> An I Love Lucy or Three Stooges episode. <laughs> where something goes horribly wrong in the kitchen. Right. And because I use so much batter, the outsides have uh, baked to a crisp. They're burnt, and the center of it is Soup. pudding. <laughs> it's, when I pull it out of the oven, it's such a high mound that the cake is, is wobbling back and forth like it's a jello mold because it's so filled with liquid. Strike two. Okay. That goes in the garbage. Right. Okay. I'm out of boxes again. Back to the store. Back to the store. Jeez. I go to the store. I get some more cake mix. I got my mixer going. I'm making the uh, the mix. I got the eggs in there, and I got milk, and I've got the the mix, and I need butter. And I've gone through all my butter. Oh my god! But I know I have butter in the fridge, right. so I open up the fridge, and I re I see in the back there's a box of butter. So I take that out, and I take it, and I put it in the 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 uh, mixer, and I'm making the batter. And I go, what the hell is that? Oh no! And I taste the taste a little taste of the batter. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, what is that? And I read the box. 
and the butter had been in the fridge since mid-2021, and that was like the use-by date. So the butter had gone bad and was rancid in the third yeah. attempt to make the cake. And it smelled that bad? It oh, tastes, yeah. It, really? It, I, it, it was... Wow. If I had served that cake, people would have been ill or desperately unhappy. Tracy might not have noticed. Perhaps not. That's the third try now. Yeah. And the clock's ticking. And yeah, I gotta I gotta be at Hollywood Babylon later in the evening. But yeah. I'm three versions of this cake in. Fails. Back to the store. Is is Livia standing by watching all this? After the second attempt, after the uh, giant mound of cake, right. she said, Do you mind if I take a break? I'm getting tired of baking. And I was <laughs> like, Yeah, me too. But I can't. I can't. I'm in. So she's on the couch now. So she uh, bailed. Watching YouTube. Of course. And I'm I'm screaming and sweating and frustrated. Back to the store, more boxes of gluten-free cake mix. Come back, and I say, okay, uh-huh. um, four boxes was way too many, obviously, because it became this monolith. Yes, this cake mountain. So two boxes. Two boxes. Yeah. Is what I'm going to do makes sense. Take two boxes, make the batter because this pan still is a bit larger than the average cake pan. Right. Two boxes. Put it in there. Put it in the oven. Now, not enough batter in there. Oh, no. Didn't rise above the pan. Oh, no. And because the way the open book is, it's, you know, if, you're, if the pan's upside down when you're making the cake, there's like two mounds there where the book right. pages are. For some reason, those two areas were cooking uh, faster this time, and they rose up like two big tits oh, okay. out of the... Dolly Parton cake. Yes. So that's what it looked like. It looked like <laughs> everything else was low in the bottom of the pan, but these two big cake tits right. were well, sticking that's up. A, that would have been a good cake, too. Not usable. This is the fourth fucking cake. <laughs> and now, Hollywood Babylon is right around the corner. Oof. Olivia has since gone to her mother's. Oh, Carrie came and picked her up. She wasn't even here anymore. And I still have to shower, prepare the show, get ready to go, and go to Flappers to do uh, Hollywood Babylon. And Livy's out. <laughs> and Livy's gone. It's I'm on my own. She's done. <laughs> so now I'm starting to panic, and I go back to the store. Looking no, to buy a cake. No, 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 because I'm in, because i got to do gluten-free, and it's got to be a book, and there's all these obligations. I've right. Made. No more uh, gluten-free cake mix. Oh, you bought it all. I have emptied the shelf of gluten-free cake mix. That's how much cake mix I've purchased at this point. Find a different store. I don't have time. No, you don't have time. Yeah. I don't have time to go shopping around to find King Arthur brand gluten-free cake mix, which apparently is the only good one to get. Oh, okay. And it's Gabby's favorite. All right. So. All right. So I realize I have to get up. I go to go to do Hollywood Babylon. I say hi to everybody at the bar, and they're like, "Come on, stick around, have some drinks." I was like, "I got to go home and go to sleep." <laughs> Quick. And you're only running on two hours anyway. Right. From the night before. But now I got to go home and get up at six o'clock in the morning so I can go to a store and find who's got the cake mix right. so I can make the cake because now the party's in the afternoon yeah. on yeah, Saturday. Yeah. It's the next day. You got to cook it, cool. But Olivia's got to cool it. Then Olivia's got to decorate, decorate it. it. And, yeah. you know, she's a bright kid, but she's, you know, she's not a master chef. <laughs> she's not the, the, the cake <laughs> king or whatever that show is. So it's going to take her a couple hours to do what she wants. Right, right. right. I'm up six o'clock the next morning. One supermarket, no luck. 
two soap right no luck i'm going to all ralphs because that's where i got the other one yeah, I figure yeah. all ralphs carry the same you stuff would figure fourth store i finally find it wow i get back home it's like eight o'clock eight thirty okay and now what's a cake and what's a cook time an hour well who knows with this thing <laughs> Because they say, well, you know, gluten-free cakes don't really act like regular cakes, so you got to really figure it out. And I talked to this chef friend of mine, and she's like, oh, yeah, and that's not a beginner pan either. You really have to know what you're doing oh, there to do that. that. Heads up would have helped. So she makes a call to a baking friend of hers, and they say, okay, three boxes should be the magic number. Oh, it's right in the middle. But you got to cook it slow at a longer time because uh, the high temperature in the oven was, burn the what, was ruining the, the mix. So you let it bake at a lower temperature for a longer time. Makes so now sense. I have less time right. than I thought I would right. have. So it takes about, I don't know, an hour and change to bake this mm -hmm. thing. Another hour or so to cool it. Okay. Then the top has to be cut off because you're going to flip it over and it has to sit evenly right. on, the, on, the, on the board. Yeah. This whole process, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, it's ready to start decorating. Oh, no. Party's at 5. Yeah. So the kid goes at it, and she starts to do what she's doing, and I'm like an asshole. You're in the point. corner crying. I'm like, you're you're gonna have to pick it up. She's like, Daddy, please stop! I can't take the pressure. I said, Kid, we we got to get this thing made. So eventually, and she it, it was beautiful. It was she beautiful. Got cake. It, she got it, it done, was. and we literally were like it was finished, and we walked out of the house and went to uh, the pub there, well, and we're there in time. For excellent the job because it was a beautiful cake, and it tasted very. Very, very good for yeah. It was a goddamn nightmare. It was a miracle because it fuck, I've never had a gluten-free cake and I was I was expecting the worst and it tasted really good. I, I can't tell you how blessed we were that the fifth time it was a charm because I was thinking, <laughs> what happens if this goes wrong? No cake. There's no cake There's at the no party. Cake. And I'm the asshole. <laughs> So it was it was quite the challenging weekend, but and I was literally like like disproportionately out of my mind. Yeah, because I, like, could... I had no sleep, and I was cranky and angry and, and agitated, oh. and I had back pains. I was like physically uh, being affected by by my inner rage. I can totally picture this about a, just a goddamn cake, but it ruined my life for two days. So. I'm going to document. I took pictures of every step. Oh. So I'm going to post them on Patreon so you can see the hellscape. That I want to see was, the boob cake. Was my baking uh, phenomenon. Show me the boob and cake. Boobs uh, dropped when I took them out of the oh, cake no. for some reason. But you can still make it out. You know, they're it's a like, granny cake. They're like bees instead of D cups <laughs> in terms of what you're looking at. But uh, I will show you all of that and then uh, tell you how relieved well, I was. Well, it turned out excellent. Your boy, by the way, Colton, could not get enough of that cake. It, I think he must have had three or four slices. Cake is his favorite thing. Well, it was it on top, display. It tops ice cream. It tops cookies. It Cake is his favorite food. It was on display because yes. that kid was woofing down some cake. Every party we go to, whether it's a Christmas party or corporate, some, whatever, an office party, he's like, is there going to be cake there? That's his first question out of his mouth. When we say, hey, we got to go to Gabby's party. Is there going to be cake there? I'm like, yeah, there'll be cake. It's a birthday That's party. That's all he fucking cares about is cake. But you don't know how close you were to lying to your kid because there almost wasn't cake. He would have been inconsolable. Yeah, poor guy. But it all worked out. <laughs> all right. And by the way, if anyone needs a gluten-free cake made, yeah. now oh, I'm a fucking expert. Master chef. I've done 10,000 hours. I'm considered an expert in the field. You got your license. I put my time in. <laughs> oh, man. Initially, I was like, 
this is kind of fun. Maybe I'll like do a like like bake on the side. Maybe oh, that'll yeah. be my hobby or whatever. Boutique job. I can make yeah. cakes for people and it'll be like my cool, yeah. you know, uh, my start a little website. My weird little you know, wrinkle to my uh to my personality that people talk about. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he does showbiz stuff and everything, and he's you know an actor That's and things. Excellent cake. But he maker. also he makes cakes so good. for uh, for folks, for events and stuff. You really should reach out to his no, nah, fuck that. My baking career is over. <laughs> All right, I got that off my chest. Right, Let's now right. talk to the Garmy at large. We love it when you guys reach out to us, especially when you leave your voicemail messages on the Ralph Report hotline. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's available to you. All you got to... Oh, I forgot to give the date. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Today is Monday, but it's also ah! just 8th year of science, 2022. Science! All health science. Yeah, it's right to give science thanks and praise. All right, got that out of the way. Good. Science has a lot to do with baking, by the way, I found out. It's all about baking is science. It's all about chemistry. Cooking is art. Chemistry and reaction yes. times and temperatures. Baking is all science. It's very science. Cooking science-y. is art. Yes. Uh, that's why maybe I'll just cook instead. <laughs> all right. Back to the Garmi and back to your voicemail messages. You can dial us up 1 833 on the Ralph Report hotline. Leave your questions, your comments, anything that's on your mind. Always happy to hear from you. I grab a handful that catch my ear and we put you here in Garmi on the line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmin's on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. On Mondays, we like to kick off this segment with a joke because we know it's hard to feel good about Mondays. Mm. That's why we have Mirthful Mondays. Hey, Ralph, what do you get when you cross a penis with a potato? Uh, I have no idea. Dictator. 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 See, Eddie, because a dictator I is... I know. Okay. Fucking potato. Well, a tater sometimes is... A tater. Right, but a dick, a dick is a penis. A penis But dick. if you put them together, dick, yeah, it sounds like, some, I, like a I, fascist I, ruler right, of it. a country. I, yes. I'll explain it to you later. Yes. He was at CPAC this week. <laughs> the dictator. <laughs> Big potato penis. Yes. Sometimes folks ask for behind-the-scenes info about how we put the show together. I'm happy to oblige. Hi, Ralph. This is Rosie Galindo, two-star general here. Uh, sorry to ask you a question about the man behind the curtain, but I was just wondering, when you're doing the quiz yes. and you're introducing yourself, yes. um, do you do that live or do you have it already pre-recorded? Ah. Just wondering. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Rosie wants to know when we bring Ralph Garman in to talk about what the prize of the right. day is. Is that pre-recorded or is that live? Thanks for asking, Rosie. If I had pre-recorded it, I wouldn't mess it up nearly as much as I do when you listen to the show. That should be the giveaway that I'm just I'm just going off mic and just uh, rambling yes. and ad-libbing. But then Gilbert comes along and he likes to put a little special effect on that bit. So it makes it sound like it's a different uh, guy. Yes. The announcer guy. And so it does sound different from the rest of the show, but it's it's all done at the same time. All right time. there. Yes. This next call is a, where did it come from? Hey, what's up, Ralph? I hate to leave my name, but in case I fuck this message up, uh, my question is, what is the origin of the middle finger? If you could figure that out for me, that would be great. And I can hear it on the Ralph Report. Thanks a lot, LMB. Bye. You know, we have covered this before, but so many people keep calling in and asking for this. I'm assuming really? they're newer, they're newer Garmy members. Is that members. popular? 
Maybe they uh, they didn't hear when we covered it the mm. first time. So I'm happy to revisit the middle finger. Ah, yes. I'll give you the finger. I know you have. And where did it come from? Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? I fucking don't know. When did it become an insult to give someone your middle finger? Well, a lot of people say that the origin goes back to the Battle of Agincourt in 1415, when English archers would wave their fingers at French soldiers who had threatened to cut off their fingers to keep them from shooting arrows. Ah. So as like to mock them, right. they waved their fingers. Right. Don't believe anyone who gives you that story because that's oh, not it's how fake. it works. That's yes. fake one. Okay. The middle finger goes back to, uh, millennia to the ancient Romans. Okay. Uh, it's always been considered an insult in most civilizations to show your middle finger with your other fingers on either side of it representing the, bo the balls. Right, a dick. Yeah. So the middle finger is the dick and the other, the other fingers are your scrotum, your balls. Yeah. That has been an insult because basically what you're doing is showing them your penis. Right. Which in a lot of cultures is considered rude and insulting. Uh -huh. If I were just to whip out my dick right now and just shove it in your face, I wouldn't be insulted. You, well, It'd be other things. We, we're in a different time now, but back then <laughs> that was considered an insult if you were yes. to wave your genitals at somebody. <laughs> so it was a symbolic gesture from the ancient Romans when you were upset with someone to insult them. You would you would symbolically wave your genitals right. in their face by putting your middle finger up. So ever since then, uh, the uh, the Greeks used it. As a representative of the male genitalia, the Romans did. The French have a different version. They will take uh, their arm and put their hand in the crook of their arm at the elbow yeah. and then raise their right. arm up. Yeah. But that's also symbolic of like a, a bigger penis, right. I guess, because it's your whole forearm. That was the salute in Spaceballs for the Spaceballs. Right, right, yes. right. Uh, the <laughs> Brits do two fingers up. Two like fingers up. Two penises. They're, oh, they're double doubling, They're double, double down on their phallus. <laughs> Uh, so everyone's got a version of it. And here in the United States, they say it probably became popular in the uh, late 1800s with an influx of Italian immigrants into America. It's a very popular gesture amongst the Italians, mm -hmm. again, because of its Roman derivation. And so they brought it here into the United States. And that's when it really started to become popular. Don't Italian people do the, the chin flick thing? They do that too, but that's, uh, that's, uh, Afangul, that that's like a, a curse, I believe. Oh, that's not a kind. fuck you. But, uh, I, I probably is too. Right. They probably have multitude of, uh, hand <laughs> gestures symbolizing go fuck yourself. Yes. But that's one of them. Ah. So there you go. Now you know where the finger comes from. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? I fucking don't know. Ah! Premature there. Sorry. Yeah. And lastly, we play upbeat music for you on every episode to make your day a little bit brighter. We call those our happy hits. Poor Joe. Sounds like he's really down in the dumps Aww. and could use today's happy hit. Hi, Ralph and Eddie. This is a, a one-star general, Joe, from Rockford, Illinois. Uh, I listen to your podcast all the time. Comes on just as I'm getting off of work. And uh, work sucked this week. Work sucked last week. Work just sucks in general. Oh. So I got an idea for a happy hit. All right. Uh, nine to five by Dolly Parton. Sorry, Joe. I'm feeling right now, so... Love you, Bye. We love you too. It sounds like you're really having a hard time. Yeah, man, that's but it'll pass. I mean, jobs are tough. Some jobs are worse than others, and sometimes even at a given job, sometimes the work 
is worse yeah. than other times. But uh, it usually gets better, Joe. We're hoping it does for you. Here's your happy hit, the great goddamn national treasure, Dolly Parton with 9 to 5. Out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job from nine to five Working nine to five What a way to make a living Barely getting by It's all taking and no giving They just use your mind Step on the boss man's ladder But you got dreams he'll never take away In the same boat with a lot of your friends Waiting for the day your ship will come in And the tide's gonna turn And it's all gonna roll your way I no, love her so she's much. She's amazing. Thanks to everybody who called in today. You too can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment. But in order for that to happen, you got to call me. Call me. I'm round. It's the number everyone's talking about. Call me. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Now it's time to take a look in the rearview mirror and find out what happened on this day, August 8th, in history. Ralph's about to solve another mystery. Like is today the day some dude invented Listerine? Or maybe a tyrant king married his sister queen? Who knows, every day seems to be an anniversary. The Garmy's rubbing Ralph's lamp, so grant our wishes, please. And tell us what went down this day in history. On August 8th in the year 1303, Crete had an earthquake that they estimated was a magnitude 8 on the Richter Ooh. scale triggering a major tsunami oh. in that part of the world with so much major damage that they found ships two miles inland oh. in Egypt that had been carried there by the tidal wave. That sounds awful. That is not 
good. That's nightmare fuel. My Lord. Tsunamis are the worst. Everything about earthquakes is not good. Oh, my God. And yet I've chosen to live in Southern California. (laughs) Asshole. 1508, Spaniard Juan Ponce de Leon. Ah, yes. Founded the... uh, Founded Capara, which was the first European settlement in Puerto Rico. Mm. Um, 1709 on this day. 1709, the very first known ascent in a hot air balloon. Fucking nuts. By Bartolomeu de Guzmao. This guy's got some balls. It was done indoors. So he's, indoors? He's not that brave. How big of a place was it? It was a building. Okay. With a small hot air balloon. So he went up like 20 feet? It was a test. Well, it's a smart test. You don't want to try that outside. No. What if things go, balls. things go out of whack and then you're you're in the atmosphere? Then, yeah, then you're a fucking legend. People talk about you forever. No, you're dead. 1786, the U.S. Congress unanimously chose the dollar as the monetary unit for the United States of America. Okay. That kind of stuff doesn't dawn on you when you're f- founding a new country. No, what kind of money are we going to use? What are we going to call the yeah. thing we use to get stuff from people? <laughs> we'll call it a dollar. All right. Yeah. We agree. Brigham Young, on this day in 1844, was chosen as the head of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints following the death of Joseph Smith. Oh. Joe Smith was underwear. the underwear. Yeah, he gave him the plates and everything. <laughs> that must have been a weird meeting. All right, Joe's dead. Who believes as much as he does in magic underwear and the Jesus plates, the gold plates that Jesus <laughs> gave America him? America Jesus. Can we, uh, the blonde blue-eyed Jesus. Can anybody hear that, that batshit crazy? Brigham Young's like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> Smith & Wesson patented metal bullet cartridges on this day in 1854. Changed the way we killed each other. Yeah, forever. Sped it up. Sure did. <laughs> 1876, Thomas Edison was granted a patent for the autographic printing. Okay. This was a kind of a genius idea. Was it? He realized that written documents, yeah. many professions required multiple copies of written documents, mm-hmm. handwritten documents. Right. So you'd have to write the documents. Several times. Over and over and over right. again. Like the Declaration of Independence. Right. Yes. But Tommy Edison. Right. Said, what if I get a pen when you're writing, instead of just ink coming out, it perforates the paper. And then you can use that as a stencil on a printing press. Smart. And you can print up multiple copies of a handwritten document. It's goddamn genius is what it is. I don't know who he stole the idea from, but he got the patent for it. Somebody had it. On this day. W.K. Kellogg invented cornflakes on this okay. day in 1898. This is the guy at the, the masturbating. Yeah, place, it's the right? cereal that keeps you from yes. masturbating. Right. Which, oddly, cornflakes doesn't use as their advertising I think anymore. They should. No longer puts, I it's think no they longer should. the slogan on the box. Buy cornflakes. It's the cereal that'll keep you from jerking <laughs> off. I think Indiana might use that slogan. Get a, get a box at today. this point. <laughs> uh, Marshall, Albert T. Marshall of Brockton, Massachusetts, received his patent on this day for. Something he called the automatic refrigerating apparatus. Ah, we call it the fridge. Not the fridge. The Kelvinator, right? They used to call them Kelvinators. Wasn't that a thing? If you say Calvinator? so. Kelvinator? Kelvinator? I think so. None of this is ringing a bell you never for heard me. that? Was never it? It's called a Kelvinator, no. I think. I don't know. Oh, boy. Are you opening us up to a... Uh, I probably am, but I think it's going to be called a Kelvinator. A Kelvinator? Yeah, that's another name for a refrigerator. Kelvinator. Hmm. I think so. My grandfather used to call it a Calvinator. Now you've got me so. Uh, <laughs> Maybe it was the name brand of a refrigerator. And he just called them all like Xerox. Slash 
dubious. Calvinator. That we're going to put the show on hold, <laughs> and I'm going to look up Calvinator or Kelvinator or whatever it is you're Something saying. Something like that. And we're going to see exactly okay. where uh, where we stand. Okay, okay. Because, uh, again, it's preemptive because there may be a, a, an onslaught of emails. Deluge. And, of, of voicemails that I don't <laughs> want to deal with. Uh, we'll be right back. Please hold. We know your time is valuable. Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you as soon as possible. And we're back. Mm. And Kelvinator was Kelvinator. a brand yes. of refrigerator. I just remember my grandfather would always go, hey, the, shut the door to the Kelvinator. Uh, but well, I guess... In his time. Yes. In the early... The Kelvinators the, must the, have been the, a very popular brand. The 19-aughts. In the mid... Or whatever. The mid-20th century. So, but yeah. they're, they're now defunct. They no uh, longer okay. make... It's like saying Xerox or something. Yeah, like, it's yeah. just a brand it's name. It's a brand name. Yes. Okay. So, uh, so there you go. There you go. I knew it was Kelvinator. I just well, didn't know how to apply. It has nothing to do with this guy who invented no. the, the refrigerator. But there'd be no Kelvinator without this guy. That's an excellent point. We wouldn't have had this conversation. You're absolutely right. So, On this day in 1942, six Nazi saboteurs who landed in the United States were executed in Washington, D.C. Good. I like the days when we used to kill Nazis. We need to kill more Nazis. Those were good times. 1954, speaking of Nazis. Yeah. Uh, the Treaty of London set down the procedures for the Nuremberg War Trials of the mm, Nazi leaders. I like the days when we yeah. uh, tried tried Nazis, too. 1960, America had a brand new number one hit at the top of the charts, and boy, was it a bullshit song. But people liked it. <laughs> it was an itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny, yellow polka dot bikini that she wore for the first time today. That was number one? That was number one. Jesus. Wow. On this day in 1966, South Africa banned the Beatles because of John Lennon's remarks about Jesus. Oh, yeah, I remember that. It was a big deal at the time. Yeah, apparently. Uh, He did an, uh, an interview, and off the cuff, he said that the Beatles were bigger to the kids of Britain right. than Jesus was. Right. Which, by the way... They were. He was right. Yes. But he didn't say the Beatles are better than Jesus, no, more important bigger. than Jesus. And he was just making a comment. He was talking about the, the society at the time, right. that this weird musical phenomenon could take up so Their much. focus was on that, it's not Jesus. Like anything else. Jesus was a representative of any number of things that could have been more important. Right. But uh, he got in trouble. I didn't say we were better or greater than Jesus as a person or a thing or whatever he, whatever he is. Now all this has to happen, he famously said. Speaking of the Beatles, on this day in 1969, mm-hmm. they were photographed walking across the street from EMI Studios, and it became one of their most famous album covers of all time, being the cover of Abbey John Lennon was barefoot, right? Uh, Paul was. Oh, Paul was barefoot. That's, I knew why, one of them that's was barefoot. why we knew he was dead. Oh, that's right. Because he was the only one without shoes. That's right. And that's how we knew that he was dead and had been replaced by a lookalike. Who had six toes instead of Paul's no, five. Nothing to do with that's, that. That's the clue. 1973, Vice President Spiro Agnew said reports that he took kickbacks from government contracts in Maryland were damned lies. And he vowed never to resign. Mm. October 10th, later that same year, he had to resign because it turns out they, they were, were not true. they were not damned. Shocking. Lies. Shocking. A, a politician lying about his misbehavior. Shocking. Also on this day in 1974, President Richard Nixon announced he would have to resign uh, the next day at 12 p.m. Mm. Quite the administration. Uh, 1983. 
Columbia Records on this day released Billy Joel's ninth studio album. Innocent Man, good album. Speaking of music, in 1988, the rap group N.W.A. released their debut studio album, Straight Outta Compton. Straight Outta Compton, crazy motherfucker named Ice Cube. From the gang called niggas with attitudes. When I'm called off, I got a sawed off. Squeeze the trigger and bodies are hauled off. Your boy James Hetfield from Metallica on this day in 1992 suffered second and third degree burns. Oh during a pyrotechnical explosion while he was performing on stage. Man, that sucks. It's a high price to pay for being a singer. Right. The Dream Team in 1992, the original Dream Team, won the basketball gold medal at the Barcelona Olympics on this day over Croatia. Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Scottie Pippen, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing. Team was insane. It was, it was, I, I gotta call bullshit on that. Bullshit, Why? Because the Olympics were supposed to be amateur athletes, young Other amateur countries were athletes. using their professionals. I know, but does that mean, okay, we, it's so important that we have to win gold medals that we have to do the same thing. I think it was phenomenal to see that all the greatest players of that generation and probably some of the greatest players who ever play the game actually take the court on the same team. I thought yeah, it was that, phenomenal. It was fun, but it just seemed like a, like a cheat. Well, I threw Christian seemed... Leitner on there. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He was a, amateur at the was, time I, I always like the i don't I'm not a big olympic guy but i do like seeing kids come out of college and stuff and and have that moment in their careers because a lot of them don't go on beyond what they're doing right. at the olympics i just think it was have. phenomenal to watch that i'm now i don't care about it because it's but that that collection of those players was insane yeah 2006, Sylvester Stallone and former heavyweight boxer Chuck Wepner settled their lawsuits out of court for an undisclosed sum. Wepner had claimed that he was the inspiration for the Rocky movies. And Sylvester Stallone, by the way, had said that as much. As oh, well. really? He got the idea for the movie watching Wepner go up against Ali. And that's where Rocky came from. And then Chuck said, well, in that case, give, me some, some, give me some money. Cut me off a little. And Stallone said no. And so Wepner took him to court and ended up getting a, a check. I don't know how much mm. more. But it's funny now because Special Stallone's screaming about I, not getting money from the producers of that film, and yet he didn't want to give the right. guy who lived the life any Poor money Wagner. either. Yeah. The Bayonne Bleeder, they used to call him, which is not a compliment. No, in, not in, your box in box or anything. Speaking of money, Carlos Slim overtook Bill Gates on this day in 2007 to become the world's richest man with an estimated worth of 59 billion with a B dollars. That's nuts. That's a lot of money. 2017, the Walt Disney Company announced plans to create its own streaming service entitled Disney Plus, hmm. canceling ties with Netflix. Everyone said, ah, oh, it'll never work. Oh, yeah. What did Good we luck. Know? What did we know? And on this day in 2021, there was what they call a Wright Brothers moment, a breakthrough in nuclear fusion hmm. technology. When 1.3 megajoules of energy was produced by nuclear fusion at the National Ignition Facility. Sounds dangerous. In Livermore. Livermore Lab. And everyone got it. It was like a big thing and everybody was talking about it. I'm like, what is it? So I did a little research. It's nothing. Get excited. Well, well, Here's what, this is okay, what, how they me, got 1.3 megajoules. Let me be the judge if I'm going to be excited okay, or not. All right. Here's what they did. Okay. They took a laser light. Uh -huh. That's already cool. From the National Ignition Facility. Okay. 
This laser is the size of three football fields. That's a big laser. And then they, they put it onto the target, a target the size of a BB. That's impressive. And that produced a hot spot, the diameter of a human hair. Uh-huh. And that generated more than 10 quadrillion watts of energy for one hundred trillionth of a second. So just like that. 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 That's that. what they got. Just yes. right there. Less than that. One hundred trillionths less of a right second. Now. So much less. So imagine what a trillionth of a second is. Right. It's, 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 yeah, it's already. We've already had 10, 20, It's one hundred trillionths of a second. Over. So then they made that energy. And everybody's like <laughs> high-fiving. Well, I can't, I can't run my air conditioner on that. No, but maybe someday in the future, that'll be the birth of something great. Oh, my God. You've got to start somewhere. I just, I'm just saying. It's a good step, but let's not, let's not throw a parade. Well, yeah. Seems like we got a long way to go. Let nerds have their moments. I love nerds. Me too. All right. You know what we do at this point? We find any food related to this day in history. Run it past Eddie Pence. Seeing if it's something he'd be willing to eat. Or stick up his ass. And then pull out. Yow. That food is talked about. Then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. When the reels stop, if they match. Jackpot. And Eddie Pence is eating that food. If they're mismatched. <laughs> he's not going to go for it. On this day in 1914, the third pole expedition of Ernest Shackleton began. Okay. Making their way to the South Pole. For the third time. This is for the third time. Because the first two times they're like really sure if it's really cold and have a lot of snow and ice here yet so i better come back a few more times so dumb they were on a boat called the hms endurance oh here's the problem they were uh in antarctica mm -hmm. ice surrounded the boat terrible and the boat had become immobilized in the ice ice does that to boat they couldn't go anywhere yeah. so they had to live on the boat okay for 10 months i don't want to eat people it's not people is it for 10 months That's they lived the on the boat but then the ice started to close in and they could hear it cracking the hull, and it started to sink the boat. Oh, pee over the board, pee overboard. Everyone pee around the boat. No, it's not, melt the ice. It's not going to help. So they had to abandon ship, and they mm -hmm. had to set up camp on the ice. And then, you know, they heard a couple more convulsions, and then the boat just disappeared beneath the ice. Wow. Gone. So now they're stuck living on the ice, where they had to live for, I don't know, something like 56 days or Fuck something like that. all of this. They ran out of food. So they had to eat what was available to them. Uh -huh. They said they had a hard time performing just basic functions because they were getting no carbohydrates. All they had to eat was seaweed and penguin. Oh, they're eating penguins? That's today's food. Penguins. Could you find it possible to chow down now, on some penguin? Now, does anywhere, anywhere serve penguin? Is a penguin eaten anywhere regularly I by people? I have never heard of anyone eating penguin, but maybe the Inuits or I'm someone? I'm sure some sort of native person There must the be area. some folks who live in either the Arctic or Antarctic. But there's not Probably like, eat penguin because they eat seals and blubber right. and wal walruses. You know, like some French stuff. restaurant where there's like some sort of soup de penguin. I don't know if it's ever been served uh, out, of, out of necessity before. Right. Outside of necessity, rather. I don't know whether it's a cuisine that maybe it's very popular in France. I've never heard of penguin we, being served up on a dish. Or have I. I don't think you're in danger of us engaging in eating penguin on a munchin' Monday. <laughs> well, if that's I what you're concerned sure. about. But uh, penguin. How's that sound to you? All right, let's pull the handle and find out whether Eddie's eating penguin or not. No penguin. I don't think I would eat penguin. No penguin for it you. It seems very rubbery. Just looking at them, it seems like it would be a chewy meat. 
That a very chewy, rubbery meat makes no sense. I just looking at him, I'm thinking it, it seems tar like, tar like, like chewy. <laughs> I don't know why. You know, those are feathers, right? Right, but with. that's they're my not initial covered, response. They're not covered with I, vinyl I, or rubber or I don't know. Tar. How, I don't know how deep that goes. Oh my god, it looks rubbery. Looks like it would squeak if you grabbed it. A penguin would squeak like if you grabbed it. Like a dog toy. It looks it's, like a dog those toy. Are feathers. I, I, they're very shiny. They are shiny very feathers. Very shiny feathers. I don't. It looks rubber. It and looks I like believe they're slicked with some sort of oil that keeps them warm. I feel like you'd be like trying to like bite off taffy. It would just pull away as you're trying to eat a leg of. I would, I would eat penguin in a heartbeat. Why? Because it's a bird. It's like a chicken. It's like anything it else. Seems, if it lives. It seems like you cut it open like black tar would ooze out. To what? I don't know what why. What kind of creatures? Just, that's just what's in my mind. Just some sort of oozy. They're not aliens. Maybe a pink goo. You are nuts. But very chewy. Well, all right. Fucking no. You can just. Your like imagination. A, like almost like a symbiote in a way. Best of it's you. like a. We are full of symbiotes. The penguin would just start to crawl all over you, it's and like your a, body would be taken it's over. Like a venom, but a penguin. You'd be a giant penguin. Penguin. Man, <laughs> you're out of your tree. That might be. And that's it for this day in history. I pity the fool who ain't been schooled by Ralph recently. He's dropping college level knowledge with such accuracy. It got my head spinning faster than a drunk Eddie. And I'm rocking the back and track with a rap like a bad celebrity. I hope Cooperman loves my beats, cause that rhymes with LMB. And that's a rap for the Ralph Report today in history. 15 cents a day, y'all. All right, let's take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Congratulations to Bullet Train. The new number one movie at the box office. Oh, that opened this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Brad Pitt on a train fighting people. Oh, the, the preview looks like a fun movie. It looks, it looks like a fun, fun. movie. Looks like yeah. a fun movie. A little uh, underperforming in terms of expectations. Just $30 million in its opening weekend. But uh, historically, the first weekend in August is sluggish at the box office because a lot of people are going on vacation. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Stuff. Number two at the box office, DC's League of Super Pets, which was number one mm-hmm. last week. At number two, Universal's Nope came in third with 8.5 million. Marvel's Thor, Love and Thunder, 7.6 million on its fifth weekend at number four. And Minions, The Rise of Gru came in at number oh, five. Top Gun's gone. Top Gun finally dropped out of the top five after holding on for 10 weekends Damn. with uh, just $7 million in its gross. However, it just overtook Titanic as the number seven highest grossing film of all time domestically. Oh, so, wow. Damn. Just jumped over Titanic. So, uh, The loser this weekend was Easter Sunday, a comedy starring Joe Coy that, that preview. came out this weekend to a paltry 5.25 And they were pushing dollars. hard like the last two weeks they for that movie. They were advertising the shit out of that. And the, tra- the trailer looks like a train wreck of a film. It looked like a direct-to-video Yeah sequel to a much better movie <laughs> that was never made. You know what I'm saying? You know when they'll yeah. like, take a concept, it's like Daddy Daycare or something, yeah. and then they'll recast it with like a, a right. C-level comedian, right. and they'll, they'll, it's like, it's his cousin now who runs the daycare. It seemed to me like I'd missed a step. Like this was a bad sequel to a, a film that already I probably wouldn't I mean, like. I know like, like Dane Cook got that employee of the month or whatever that was when his big break was coming around. And that, that kind of made sense because he had hosted SNL and he had, He was playing the Madison it. Square Garden he and was, stuff, wasn't but, he? Yeah, wasn't he, like, but like massive? this makes like, I know Joe Coy's popular and tours a lot, but at the same time, like 
this big of a push for this was, seemed crazy. He was desperate for a Joey, Joe Coy movie. I know he was with Ch Chelsea Handler last year or so. Maybe that helped. I, I, uh, just give anyone who's banging her a movie? I don't know. <laughs> give me your number. Yeah, Eddie will do it. Take one for the team. That looked god-awful. Oh, Anne Heche is in trouble. Oh, no. She uh, slammed her car into a Los Angeles home over the weekend. Have you seen the video of her going down the it's street? It's scary how fast she was going down that street. She's got to be traveling at 90 miles an hour. It's scary. When she zips in and out of that, uh, da you know, dash, uh, yeah. the link, the, um, not the link, the ring uh, camera cam yeah. or whatever, the uh, doorbell scary cam. How fast she flies by. She uh, slammed into a home, and then the car burst into flames, and she was seriously burnt. She's currently hospitalized. Uh, the house was rendered uninhabitable, yeah. as they say. The woman was in the other room. Had she been in that room, she would have been dead. That's what they say. So Scary. a disaster all the way around. Uh, the woman, by the way, who lived there, Lynn Michelle, they've started a Go GoFundMe for her, because as you can imagine, she has Poor no lady, place to man. I assume insurance would cover that. You would think. Unless but... you need a special policy for washed up actresses slamming into your house in a <laughs> fucking VW bug, whatever she was driving. They haven't said why she was doing that. No or one what is had saying anything. However, earlier in that day, she recorded a podcast. She has a podcast yeah, now, of course, of course she does. She does. And she and her podcast partner were talking about how they were drinking vodka and wine during the course of the recording. Not good. So it seems like there is a causation there. Wow. And uh, she could be in a lot of trouble if she makes she, that out of this. Yeah, if she gets well, yeah. she's still not uh, going to feel now good. Magnum P.I. star Roger E. Mosley has passed away at the age of 83. I loved him. Played T.C., Magnum's yeah. buddy who had the helicopter service. Yep. yep. And uh, Magnum would always ask him for rides and stuff. <laughs> Come on, T.C. T.C. was great. I love the old show. Me too. John Leguizamo's cheesed off because James Franco has been cast as Fidel Castro. He ain't Latino, he said. How is this still going on regarding the casting? He has a point. It seems weird. Fidel Castro, one of the most high-profile historical figures, recent historical figures, uh, have a Latino heritage. Doesn't seem like a stretch that you could add, cast a Cuban actor. Yeah. Or, a, or just a Latino actor. Right. Or an actor who's not a sexual predator, I think would also be think a, any of those a good be. way to go. There's a lot of reasons why you shouldn't hire James Franco. Yeah. Not I mean, just for this role, but for any. Right. It's like John Leguizamo playing George Washington in a biopic. It'd be kind of odd. And you'd hear about it, I'll tell you that much. It'd just be kind of odd. You, There's a certain portion of society yeah. would be very upset with that. Yeah. And Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson have broken up. I can't tell you the in disproportionate joy that this news gave me. <laughs> oh, I'm shocked. Not only believe. because, yeah, who could have seen that coming? I can't believe it didn't last. How did that relationship not last forever? <laughs> but I, I was not only thrilled because I was hoping that there that, that there makes them sad. I, yeah, I wish sadness upon both of them. Yes, me too. But I, I got happy when I remembered that Pete Davidson has about five new tattoos that he had permanently inked on his body dedicated to his then-girlfriend, Kim Kardashian. Oh, man. He's got her initials, uh, K-N-S-C-P, which is Kardashian's initial, along with those of her four children, North St. Chicago and Psalm. Why would you tattoo another man's another man's child's initials on your body? Because he's a dumbass. That makes no sense. I could see her name, but the, another man's children on your body. He also has her name, by the way, tattooed on his body. 
He also has My Girl is a Lawyer tattooed on his body when she was talking They've about taking- They've been together for nine months. Yes, they're both so dumb. And I love dumb people doing horrible things. I could things. see if there was some sort of tragedy and then you took on this family responsibility of raising these children for years, then you get their names tattooed on your body. I understand that. He's a dumbass. This ass. makes no sense. It makes complete sense. Fuck. What do you think? Do you think he makes? he's making good life choices? He's dating Kim Kardashian. That's the. That's all you need to know. Yeah, he's rich and famous. <sighs> Somehow, I'm, he's going to make a sequel with Joe Coy. <laughs> Easter Sunday too. God. Easter Sunday tattoo. Easy. Hello. 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 Let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on August eighth. Sean Mendes, the popular singer who recently canceled his tour for uh, to take care of his mental health, which mm -hmm. I said I think is a good idea. He is 24 years old today. I know I can treat you better than he can. And any guy like you deserves a gentleman. Male pop singers are just so soft now. <laughs> they all sound so light and well, that's squeaky, a genre, though. That's a genre, squeaky. though. You have to. But it's like in a post-Bieber world, the Ed Sheerans and the Shawn Mendes, they're all just so flimsy. But that's just Where's the like the male, the men, the singer-songwriters of the day? Where's Huey Lewis at? Right? We need a Huey Lewis. Where's the news? <laughs> Dustin Hoffman's 85 years old today. 85. Wow. Yeah, definitely old. Definitely old. Uh-oh. 85, uh-oh, just peeing my pants. <laughs> Scott Stapp, speaking of light, singer of Creed, Oof. is 49 years old today. Connie Stevens, the actress, is 84 years old today. Guitarist The Edge of U2 is 61. But still Larry Wilcox, John from Chips, 75 wow. years old today. John. John and my Ponch. John's my man. And Ponch was your guy. No, Ponch. Oh, John is your doll. Is your Migo, right? You have no. A... I have Ponched Migo. Oh, okay. in the in the case. Right. It, uh, unopened. Mint on, box. On, on card. It's Un, on card. Unpunched. It's not in box. It's unpunched. on card. It's unpunched. Unpunched. On punch. Ponch unpunched. On card. <laughs> um, rapper Cool Modi is sixty. I used to live downtown. 129th Street Convent. Everything's upbeat. Parties. Ball in the park. Nothing. But girls at the dark. Yeah. Wild Wild West. Some of those guys just describing things. I love that. Back in the day. <laughs> Keith Carradine of the acting Carradine family is 73. J.C. Chazay of NSYNC is 46. Mike sound crazy, but it ain't no lie. Be bye, bye, bye. Donnie Most. Ralph Malf himself from Happy Days. Did that character cause me nothing but consternation <laughs> for the better part of my childhood? Hey, Ralph Malf. Hey, Ralph Malf. Then you went to a career where you use your mouth all the time. See? But it's not Mouth. It's Ralph Malf. What's Malf? That's his last name. Oh, it was See, his which last is given I didn't know name. I thought it was Ralph Malf. His Because he talked a lot. No, his given name is Ralph. Oh. 
and last name Mouth. I never knew his last name. M-A-L-P-H. I thought it was Ralph Mouth. No, Ralph Mouth. Mm, okay. I've learned something. Now you today. know. Will's 15 cents a day. You guys learned Kelvinator? I learned that. No one learned Kelvinator. Yes, you did. And uh, drummer Ricky Rocket of the band Poison is 61. That girl is... Fuck you! God damn it. Sorry, I hit the wrong button. I, I got I have two poison buttons oh, here. I should have one poison. And button. I hit the wrong one. Here's uh here's Ricky Rocket and his bandmates. That's it for today's celebrity birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now because it's Monday, we're going to find out what is this. Mania. What is the deal? The sensation behind a restaurant that is just serving chicken fingers. Nuts. Raising Cane is the name of the fast food restaurant chain founded in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Mm. Back in 1996, founders Todd Graves and Craig Sylvie were both students enrolled in business in different universities. Mm -hmm. And they had to come up with a business plan for their courses. Yeah. So they wrote one up and it received a C minus from their professors at the for time. For chicken fingers. They wanted to open a chicken finger restaurant. <laughs> and the professor rightly said, that's insane. Who would go to a restaurant that only serves chicken fingers? What were you thinking? Oh, C minus. Apparently everyone. Well, here's, here's what happened. The business plan was then rejected by numerous potential investors. They tried to get the money to open this place up. Wow. No one would invest. Really? So Todd Graves goes to Los Angeles and starts working as a boiler maker. Okay. Hard work. Yeah. Then he took another job fishing for sockeye salmon in Alaska. That seems tougher. Even harder. Yeah. But it pays really well. Yeah. So he could amass a lot of money really quickly. And finally, he came up with the wherewithal financially to open up. So he did all that. Raising Cane's Chicken he, Finger Hut. He did all that to, to sell chicken fingers. Yes. That's crazy. Opened up their very first location in Baton Rouge, right near LSU campus, which was genius, by yeah, the way. Yeah, that's smart. Because they opened near a, a college and campus. And stay open late. And who would like ch chicken fingers better than drunk and stoned right. college students? Anyway, it's been a massive success. Uh, they've been expanding all over the place. A hundred new restaurants opening up across 10 new markets this year alone. I'm trying to think how many locations they have, but uh, I don't see the number here. Anyway, they've opened, uh, not here in the United States, 600 locations right Damn. now. Damn. 600 locations here in the United States, but also in Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, and Kuwait. Wow. I wouldn't think those locations would be hospitable to an American chicken finger chain. People love chicken fingers. I guess they do. In Kuwait, by the way, they can't use their mascot, the uh, dog, Raising Cane the dog. Why? Because uh, dogs are not popular in Kuwait. Oh, that's why. Why don't they like dogs in that's Kuwait? That's weird. Okay. Yeah, that's for another time. It is currently the fastest growing chicken chain, according to, I guess, people who keep track of those kind of things. <laughs> um, it is also known as one of the best places to work. Eddie Pence, high up on the uh, the rank of best places to work on Forbes magazine's list. 
Apparently, they take great care of their employees. Well, when I was there, they all the employees seemed happy. And, and they were slammed. And famously, this is the guy who gave all of his employees lottery tickets. Remember when oh, the, right. uh, the yeah, billion-dollar yeah. lottery was going yeah. on with the Mega Millions? So they're doing something right. I guess it may include their iconic cane sauce, mm. which has been named the number one sauce in the sauce chicken world. industry or something. <laughs> anyway, it's these are all facts and figures. It's all it's all just lost on me. I can't imagine what could be so great that would charge that would change the landscape of fast food chicken the way it has. It's a, it's since they opened that one in Burbank, it's been a constant stream. That's why we decided we had to taste uh, taste test it today. Ed, tell them what happened when you go to the restaurant, Eddie. I, I told you to give me a heads up before I come over court so cuz I need I I didn't want to wait in the long drive-through line cuz every time I drive by it, it's literally like four blocks long. They have traffic people out there guiding people in so they don't block the rest of the traffic. That's, it's insane. That's nuts. But I heard someone uh, some, from, someone from the Garmy said, hey, just use the app and order for mobile pickup. You don't have to wait in that line. I'm like, all right, schedule great. your pickup. I'm like, great. All right. So I was like, before I come over here to record, I'm like, hey, just give me a heads up and I'll, an hour and a half out, I'll put in my order. So you give me a heads up. I put in the order for, you know, 5.30 and uh, the app won't let me do it. This is like at four o'clock. Not available? Hour and a half out from now, it's not available at oh 530. My God. So I'm like, oh, fuck, we're not going to be able to do this. So I'm, I just scroll back down to 545. I'm like, okay, you can do it. So I buy it at 545. I get there at 530. Hopefully, you know, I just get there and they'd be in the mobile pickup area. Sure. I just pick it up. Be sitting there for usually you. it's early. Yeah. I'm there till 6, 605, still waiting to pick up my chicken fingers. There's 40 people in a standing line. There's a car line in the drive-thru down two and a half blocks. And the mobile people are gathered in the corner with me. And there's probably 10 or 15 of us. Chicken fingers, people. Insane. That's the amount the of people. Chicken fingers. For chicken fingers. Uh, well, we're going to try them. And they better be fucking great. <laughs> or else I'm going to go down there and I'm just going to start kicking people right in the slot. You thought it would cool down if it's not great. It must be. It would have cooled down some. I don't know. Fucking people crazy. get caught up in that shit. true. I think people are caught up in some shit. That's what I think. <laughs> but we're going to find out on today's Munchin' Monday. Munchin' Mondays. It's a fun day. And it's happening on the Ralph Report. Munchin' Mondays. Eddie's fun day. Will he vomit all over the floor? I don't eat fungus. I don't like it. I, it the, the thought of it makes me sick. testicles are just all... This is kind of tailor-made for you today. <laughs> We're eating... Chicken tenders. Things that are fried and made of chicken, which is your main... Which I'm all about. Your main menu item. Um, the concept behind the restaurant is one love. One love. And that means they have one love, and that's quality chicken finger meals. Right. Boom. I don't think it's it chicken. It says on one, the soda can or uh, the cup, cup can. There. One love. Yeah. One mm -hmm. love. There it is. All right. So we got it here. That's combo box one for people ordering. All right. And so they're they're both the same, it's right? It's both the same. Okay. Both so identical. Here's yours. Let me get mine. Well, you get your coleslaw, your Texas toast. All right. For you uh, two, three, and four star generals who like to watch Munch and Monday as opposed to just listening. There you go. It comes in a box, and it's got uh, the whole meal. I guess that's what you order, right? That you, yeah, you, you can't can, get it separately. You can't just right order anymore. chicken tenders. I mean, you can order extra chicken tenders, 
but you can't just order go in. It comes in a meal. in a combo box. Comes in a combo. So if so. you don't like uh, coleslaw or whatever, we well, can sub out coleslaw and then add something extra, like extra fries oh, or an extra piece of okay. toast. This is the Texas toast, which is thick bread that's grilled and buttered up. I'm sure buttered up. I like that. <laughs> um, well, we're not going to bother with the other stuff. This is the sauce, I think. The it's cane not a, sauce. It's not a fries restaurant. No. Those are good fries. Not crispy. I like oh. crispier fries. They're a little soggy. Yeah, but this apparently is oh, the cane sauce. The magic right here. So we're going to open that up. <laughs> we're going to take our chicken fingers. By the way, this looks completely unremarkable. Like it looks like a chicken finger. I mean, that you could get at any restaurant yeah. that serves chicken. It's not a massive looking chicken finger. Well, sure. How many do you get? Two or three or you four? Four, four, four pieces. They're not big. They look um, like they're fried with some sort of, um, you know, like cornflake. Yeah, it's got uh, some sort of batter on it. Batter kind of thing. And this is the sauce, This right? is the magic sauce. Let's do it. Oh Let's God. see if it's worth standing in line for three hours. Mobile order took me half an hour when I got there. All right, here we go. It's Russian dressing. Yeah. That's all. Is that really all it is? That's what it tastes like to me. It's a juicy chicken tender. It's, it's not dry. Mm -mm. It's a good piece of chicken. It's pretty good. The sauce really does taste like Russian dressing, ketchup, and mayonnaise. It's a little spice to it, though. Yeah, with some spices. It's perfectly fine. It's good. It's a nice, tender, juicy piece of chicken. I don't get the line, but it's good. The sauce is nice, but I'd be goddamned <laughs> if I sat in a car three blocks away. For 35 minutes. Waiting to get this in my face. <laughs> you right? Yeah, I just want to get in your face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's good. I like it. I don't know if I'd wait an hour for it. Is it so different than any other chicken you've had that you would no, forego I mean, all other chickens? Sometimes you go to like, if you go to like a Carl's Jr. or a, one of those places and you get chicken tenders, they can be really flat and kind of dry. Yeah. This is a pretty juicy chicken tender. It's, it's a, a good, good piece of chicken. It's a good chicken tender. It's almost, it tastes like a KFC or a, a Popeye's chicken there. It's got that quality to it. It's not like a McDonald's chicken strip or something. So it's good, but it's not worth waiting in line for. It's the same thing I say about in and out it's, it's not worth a fucking hour wait. Now, there you're wrong. This, not, and it's never an hour. It's Just don't be minutes. so cranky. It's, it's maybe a half an hour and when it's busy. <laughs> you, sit, you sit there a little longer no, than that. Because everything's That's another thing fresh. where people got caught up in something. No, but uh -huh. this is, I call shenanigans on this phenomenon. It's good. And this will have to settle the fuck down immediately. I I've, like it. I've decreed. Yeah, but that's all you eat. That's like your thing. It's good, it's good chicken tender. It's, it's good. fine. It's fine. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's garbage. Don't eat it. But, you know, it's a risk-reward situation here. It's all out of proportion. Yeah. We need to get a hold of ourselves. Like, I sent you a photo from inside the store. How many, how many people were in there? I made me physically angry. I felt like I was making a cake. <laughs> that's how angry I got. So there you go. Raisin canes? Fine. Don't, don't, don't get nuts. <laughs> is my review. I like it. For Munchin' Monday. It's just another Munchin' Monday. Eating is fun day. Maybe something on a fun day. I hope I don't get the runs day. It's 
Just another munch in my day. Texas toast is good. Is it? Yeah. I'm going to try that. It's like um, a brioche. Oh, that almost. is good. It's good. It is really good. All right. There what you go, the kids. What's in it good? I'm going to try that as soon as we're <laughs> turn this thing off right here. <laughs> Thank you, kids, for joining us. Come on back tomorrow. We're going to have a brand new show for you, a Tuesday show, which, of course, means TV Tunes Tuesday. How rude. I'm eating with my, talking with it's my mouthful of Texas Monday. toast. It's it expected. Is, it is Munch of Monday. We're going to have a good show. That's all I'm saying. So, Come back and join us because I get I get lonely without you. I need you to be here with me. In order to do that, you got to take care of yourself. Stay good in the hood. Life is life. And it's too short, so don't wait in line <laughs> for chicken fingers. Or just mobile order and show up way late. Or maybe they'll open more and then we can all just relax and you can go get it anytime you want. It's crazy, though. It's crazy how many people wait for this. Well... I'll be waiting until we speak again, kids. See what I did there? That's Turn right around. Just really, you're pro. Because I love you. I mean it. Bye. Ha ha, so ha ha, I got it. Ha ha, bye bye. Take a better dance now. Bye, Menon.